And welcome to episode 90 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. Major League Baseball comes down hard on the Houston Astros. We're going to break down the punishment for the Astros. And we're going to tell you why it was not hard enough. And Patrick Mahomes was sensational yesterday. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the Michael Jordan of the NFL. And was that first down call a little short last night with the Seahawks and Packers? All that much more here on episode 90 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comments section. So give me all your takes right down below in the comments section. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Lots to get into. I'm going to give you my national championship game pick right at the end. So be on the lookout for that. But we got lots to get into. So let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? Let's get it on. And we've got breaking news here on the Get More Sports Podcast. Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball have levied punishments against the Houston Astros for the sign-stealing scandal of 2017. Major League Baseball, they came down hard, but was it hard enough? And we're going to get into all that. But we've got unprecedented punishments, historic punishments, levied by Major League Baseball. Jeff Lunau and A.J. Hinch were fired just minutes ago after receiving a one-year suspension by Major League Baseball. But breaking down this punishment for the Houston Astros, a one-year suspension for general manager Jeff Lunau, a one-year suspension for manager A.J. Hinch. The forfeitures of first and second round draft picks in both 2020 and 2021. A fine of $5 million, the maximum allowed under Major League Baseball's constitution. The placement of former Astros assistant GM Brandon Tommen on baseball's ineligible list. Now, a couple initial takeaways. One, the Astros are confirmed cheaters. That debate is over. Houston Astros fans, A.J. Hinch, all that denies, those were lies. The Houston Astros were cheaters. They cheated in the 2017 regular season. And the question I had was, did they cheat in the 2017 postseason? Well, if you look at the report, it says, notwithstanding the publicity surrounding the Red Sox incident and the September 15th memorandum that I sent to all clubs, the Astros continued to both utilize the replay review room and the monitor located next to the dugout to decode signs for the remainder of the regular season and throughout the postseason. And so the answer is yes. The Houston Astros, they were cheating all throughout the 2017 postseason. They beat a very talented New York Yankees team, and then they beat a Dodgers team in seven games. Look, let's say they steamrolled the Los Angeles Dodgers. They beat them in a four-game sweep. Maybe it's not as big of a deal, but that was a razor-thin seven-game series that the Dodgers would have won had the Astros not been cheating. To me, it is very clear, it's very obvious, and it's unacceptable that Major League Baseball did not 
forfeit that World Series. Because ask yourself this question. Had the Astros not cheated, if they were not engaged in nefarious activity throughout that postseason, would they have beaten the Los Angeles Dodgers? The answer is no. So why should they be able to keep that World Series title? I mean, if you rob a bank and the police catch you, you don't get to keep that money. They seize that money. Here's what I have to say about that punishment today. It's a start. It's a start because, hey, it will not be adequate until they seize that World Series from the 2017 Houston Astros. Here's how I felt when I read that they were not going to take that title away from the Houston Astros. My disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. I mean, just look at the report. This was a sophisticated operation. This is from the report. Hinch attempted to signal his disapproval of the scheme by physically damaging the monitor on two occasions, necessitating its replacement. However, Hinch admits he did not stop it and he did not notify players or Cora that he disapproved of it, even after the Red Sox were disciplined in September of 2017. Similarly, he knew of and did not stop the communication of signed information from the replay review room. Although he disagreed with his practice as well and specifically voiced his concern on at least one occasion about the use of the replay phone for this purpose, as the person with responsibility for managing his players and coaches, there simply is no justification for Hinch's failure to act. And yes, sign stealing is a part of Major League Baseball like peanuts and Cracker Jacks, but you can't use cameras that are stationed in the center field wall to get signs in real time. Look, lifting weights is legal in Major League Baseball. Steroids isn't. Using cameras to steal signs is sign stealing on steroids. Would the Houston Astros have beaten the Los Angeles Dodgers without sign stealing? To me, it's unequivocally no. They would not have. This is how the 2017 World Series should have ended. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The Houston Astros are... Cheater! 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 And there was strong reaction around Major League Baseball from the players. David Freeze tweeted... Didn't really expect the punishments to be this harsh. Good for MLB stepping up. Still don't know what's more frustrating, though. An ex-teammate of the World Series title team talking publicly about his team cheating or so many guys being down to use a damn trash can, LOL, should take the ring. Phil Hughes tweeted, I'd like my career numbers against Altuve, Springer, and Correa erased from the record books. Seriously, though, it's bad. Can they do that? And then shortly after the news broke, Jim Crane, the Astros owner, he addressed the media and the firings of A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau. Um, today is a very difficult day for the Houston Astros. With that being said, there's two very important points I want to make today. I've, I have higher standards for the city and the franchise, and I'm going above and beyond MLB's penalty. Today, I have made the decision to dismiss A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau. Really? You're going above and beyond by firing A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau? They were already suspended for a year. It makes more sense for them to start the process of rebuilding their franchise. If you really want to go above and beyond, you give back the 2017 World Series title that saw your franchise increase in the billions, that saw your franchise value skyrocket as a result. So if you want to go above and beyond, that's what you do. And then they asked Jim Crane if this taints the 2017 World Series title. Well, 
Um, I, I think absolutely not. I think, you know, we've had a very good team for a number of years before 17. Uh, we were turning the corner uh, 18, 19. We have a very good team on the field this year. Um, you know, I think we'll have a great season. Got a lot of, a lot of great players still. Um, and um, I, I don't think it taints it. Well, first of all, of course it's tainted. The 2017 World Series for the Astros is about as legitimate as Barry Bonds' home run record, okay? No one has any respect for it. Nobody takes it seriously. It's completely illegitimate. The 2017 Astros will always be known by baseball fans as the Houston Asterisk. That is not going to change. The Trastros, illegal sign stealing will always be what you think of when you think of the 2017 Astros. So yes, it is tainted. There's nothing you can do about that. And if I'm Clayton Kershaw, if I'm Dave Roberts, you've been dragged over the coals for two seasons because you've been unable to get it done in the World Series, I would be absolutely irate right now. Clayton Kershaw, he wins that 2017 World Series after pitching a gem in Game 1 and getting the win, becoming the first player since Don Newcomb to throw for 11 strikeouts with zero walks. And then he comes in in Game 7, pitches four scoreless. He was cruising in Game 5 until all of a sudden, the Houston Astros magically caught fire against Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw wins that series. He's the best pitcher of all time. That is how significant that series was. And then the other argument I hear out there is, oh, we can't take away this World Series because then that would open up Pandora's box in Major League Baseball. You would have to strip the 51 Giants of their World Series. You would have to take away Barry Bonds' home run record. You would have to take away the titles in the steroid era. No, I'm not saying you take those away. You take the Astros title away because you have the evidence now. You have the decision to rule on it in real time and baseball has been long overdue to bring down the hammer in a real way against the cheater because if you don't, Major League Baseball will always be the sport where you can cheat to reach the mountaintop. You can take steroids and get the all-time home run record. You can steal signs by using a camera and win a World Series. Change the reputation of Major League Baseball starting with the Houston Astros. And next, Patrick Mahomes was unstoppable yesterday against the Houston Texans. Patrick Mahomes trailing 24 to 0. They go on a 51 to 7 run to beat the Texans and advance to the AFC Championship game. They're going to host the Titans and try to make it to their first Super Bowl since Super Bowl 4 when they beat the Vikings 23 to 7. Patrick Mahomes was on another level last night. Patrick Mahomes was absolutely incredible and he was doing things with his arm that we had never seen. That push pass, the mobility, that big strong arm making plays all over the field and how about his leadership? He goes to the sideline. They're down 24-0. He's saying one play at a time, and that's what the Chiefs did. They just steamrolled the Texans in the second half, and here's Patrick Mahomes after the game. Yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't want to be in that in that spot, but the biggest thing that I, I think I was preaching to the team was let's go do something special. Uh, let's go do something special. Everybody's already counting us out. Uh, let's just go play by play and just put our best effort out there. And, uh, I mean, obviously I knew our, uh, as a team we had to kind of everything had to go the right way, but I thought the defense stepped up, special teams stepped up. O offensively we started making the plays we weren't making, and uh, play by play we just chipped away at that lead and then and, and got the half and, and came out the second half and kept firing. And, look, Patrick Mahomes, 
Tubbs was just downright ridiculous last night. 28 points in 10 minutes. 28 points in 10 minutes. And yes, the Texans, they dropped the ball a little bit. But really, the only loser last night was the Chicago Bears. You had Mahomes and Watson. If the Chicago Bears were being detectives in that game last night, they were detecting that they made the biggest mistake ever by taking Mitchell Trubisky instead of Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. I mean, Mahomes and Watson, to me, they're the future of the AFC for years to come. Watson's only going to get better, especially when he gets a better coach. Bill O'Brien, I do not like that pairing with Watson and Bill O'Brien, even though Watson strongly defended him after the game. But you're up 24-0 on the Chiefs. You got to go for the throat on that four down. It was almost like they did a little reverse uno, and now the points are all on them. But hey, I think it was more about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes yesterday and that Kansas City Chiefs offense. It was almost like they started playing the game and they were on all Madden and then they switched to rookie mode in the second quarter and they just steamrolled the Texans for the rest of the game. But for Patrick Mahomes, that's one of those legacy-defining games, those legacy-defining moments, down 24 at home and he scores four touchdowns in the second quarter, didn't falter, didn't waver, stepped his game up. Look, everyone remembers when Jordan hit the shot over Elo. Everyone's going to remember when Patrick Mahomes came roaring back against the Texans, especially if they go on to win the Super Bowl. Now, the question I have, everyone's already said, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be the GOAT one day. He's going to shatter every single quarterback record that ever existed, barring injury. The question I have, is Kansas City the place for Patrick Mahomes? Well, look, it's a small market, but they have a rabid fan base. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, imagine if he played for the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons. Imagine if he was indoors, what kind of numbers he would put up. And then also, are they going to be able to get free agents to go to Kansas City? That's going to be the question. Is it like Kevin Durant playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Is it like LeBron James leaving Cleveland to go to Miami? Is his brand too big for for Kansas City because look he is going to be the face of the NFL for at least at minimum a decade so we're going to find out is Kansas City too small of a market for Patrick Mahomes to me I say the answer is no because Kansas City is special I think guys are going to want to play with him but just something to think about imagine his numbers if he was indoors imagine if he played for the Dallas Cowboys, for the New York Giants, one of these marquee franchises. Now, in most cases, I would say, yes, he needs to be in L.A., needs to be in New York, needs to be on the Steelers or the Cowboys or the Packers. But Patrick Mahomes transcends that. He's so special, it doesn't matter which franchise he could be playing for. He could be playing for the Cleveland Browns or the L.A. Chargers. He would be a big deal wherever he plays at. I think he's going to be fine in Kansas City. And I think right now the Kansas City Chiefs, we deserve to see the two best arms to ever play the game face off in the Super Bowl in Miami. I want to see Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes and the Super Bowl. We're talking about the two best arms to ever play the game, in my opinion, as far as arm talent goes. That would be a showdown. Could be a changing of the guard in the NFL as far as who has the best arm ever. But last night, Patrick Mahomes, you balled out, and the Kansas City Chiefs are headed to the NFC Championship game.
And the Green Bay Packers, they get it done last night. They beat the Seahawks 27-23 to advance to the NFC Championship game. They're going to be taking on the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco at Levi Stadium. And if you remember, early in the year, San Francisco smacked the Green Bay Packers early in the season. So that's going to be a great game. But last night, it was a close game. Green Bay, they got out to a nice lead. And in the second half, the Seahawks, they mounted their comeback. And they just needed one more possession for Russell Wilson to try to get that win at the end. Now, my question is, was Jimmy Graham short on that first down? Jimmy Graham makes the catch. It looks like it could be a first down, but he looks like he could be just a little short, and that would have brought up fourth and inches. But here, let me see what you guys think. Check this out. Play the clip. Rodgers throws, passes, caught Jimmy Graham. First down. Deliver the throw to Jimmy Graham. He goes and gets it, and that's that's good work. Now let's take a closer look and see exactly where the ball is when when he goes to the ground. Well, we are inside two minutes, so if there's a review, it'll be initiated by the booth. For the moment, they've given Jimmy Graham enough for the first down. Lano Hill tried to knock it out. Now, it was very close, and even if they ruled him short there, the Packers could have gotten it on fourth and inches. That would have ended the game. But to me, there was an alternate universe where last night, if Russell Wilson, let's say they shut him down, they blow up that play on fourth and inches, and Russell Wilson gets the ball back, the Seahawks are going to the NFC Championship game because they had no answers for Russell Wilson in the second half, and I think if he gets that ball back, to me, he's going to the NFC Championship game, and we're talking about the Seahawks and the 49ers. And if you remember, the Seahawks, they beat the 49ers in San Francisco. So that could have changed history forever. Here's Pete Carroll on the call. From the grand third down catch, or we just hoping against hope there? No, oh, my guys just were telling me he's short, you know. It looked short, and, and had they called him short, then it would have been short, you know. Another, I mean... You know, it's the same thing last week. You call them a score, you let them score. They wouldn't overturn that one. I'm going back to the, the Niners game, I guess. Um, that's how it goes. Now, look, it does appear that Jimmy Graham did get the first down, but it is so close, and the yellow line on the TV broadcast is not always the same as where the yard marker is. So there's some discrepancy there, but the question I have is, it's 2020. It is 2020. Why don't we have the technology at this point so we can get it exact? Why isn't it down to an exact science like we see in tennis? In tennis, there's a chip in the ball, there's a chip on the line, and you can see exactly where that ball hits the line. Why isn't it like that in the NFL because look to me it's 2020 let's just take all the doubt out and find the answers here it does look like he got the first down but as a fan of football I wanted to see fourth and inches I wanted to see if the Packers would go for it if the Seahawks could stuff it because if they did I wanted to see Russell Wilson in Lambeau Field with an opportunity to win that game so maybe I'm just being a greedy selfish football fan in that situation but I think the technology needs to get there to where we can make this an exact science. Get it done, NFL. 
But before we wrap, I want to hit you with my prediction for tonight's national championship game, LSU versus Clemson. I've got the Tigers that rock purple and gold tonight. Give me LSU 42, Clemson 24. LSU is going to win the national championship. But that is going to do it for episode 90 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Doug McCain. You can follow me at DMAC underscore LA. That's at DMAC underscore LA. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. See you guys Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day, and I'm out.